0: Center meeting, holiness ministries, my name is Overseer Ken Simmons. <laughs> so we are going to get into this lesson and then we are going to be in the book of Acts, 9th chapter.
1: Okay.
0: Now, the ninth chapter of Acts, we was in 8 last week and we were talking about um, how... How we do? Oh, the last chapter. Oh, in 8. Philip we, and the eunuch? Yeah, we were talking about Philip and the eunuch. Mm -hmm. And how um, the eunuch was out in the middle of the desert. Yes. Reading scripture out of Isaiah. Right. Philip came to him told him what that scripture was all about. And he got whisked away afterwards. Mm -hmm. And the eunuch went off praising God. That's right. So, and um, as Philip got whisked away, he went to a whole bunch of neighboring cities Mm -hmm. preaching the gospel book of Acts is so amazing. So now we pick up in Acts 9 where it says, But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogue of Damascus mm-hmm. so that if he found any belonging to the way men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. So Saul was going to Damascus to go and get more Christians. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And and if he found anybody uh, worshipping Christ, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: he was going to bring them back to Jerusalem bound. Wow. Men or women. He didn't care who it was. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. It's it's so crazy how people will hate you or try to kill you for your belief in God. Right. Your belief in Jesus Christ irritates people so much that they want to kill you for it. And that's how you know Jesus is real. Why would anybody care who you believe in? Why would that make anybody any difference? <laughs> mm-hmm. You're not getting killed because you believe in Buddha or or anybody else. You just,
1: oh, you. <laughs> just yeah, you're just getting killed
0: because you believe in Christ. That's it. It's weird. But this is what was going on with Saul. Saul was he was a pharisee he was very gung-ho about his belief in god he thought he was doing god's work right and he was adamant about it and he didn't mind killing people because of it three says now as he went on his way he he approached damascus And suddenly a light from heaven shone around him and falling to the ground. He heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were open, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days, he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Mm.
1: Wow.
0: Okay, so he was on his way to go kill some more Christians. The light shone real bright.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Blinded him. He fell to the ground and then he heard the voice of Christ. Now, the people that was with him heard the voice too.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. They heard it. But they didn't see nobody. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And he asked them, why are you persecuting me? And he said, he told them what his name was. Now, this changes everything. (laughs) Of course. Right? Right. And my question to everyone is, what was your Damascus Road experience? you know mm-hmm. where where was what happened in your life where you found christ and said enough is enough mm. when did you get blinded and now you see
1: mm.
0: you know you have to everybody has some kind of Damascus Road experience in a life where you were doing wrong and all of a sudden you just said I'm not going to do this any longer. Mm.
1: Good question.
0: Everybody has a different Damascus Road experience.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nobody's Damascus Road is experience Is any more important than anybody else's. But it's not to be taken lightly. Everybody's experience is just as important as everybody else's. Mm -hmm. Because whatever it was, it brought you to Christ.
1: That's right.
0: And that's the important thing. You know? Mm -hmm. Some people have to get knocked down like Saul did. Some of it don't take that much.
1: More.
0: Some it took more than that. Right? Yeah. But whatever it is, your Damascus Road experience, it was worth it because of what came out of it. Mm-hmm. You coming to Christ, seeing you know, the errors of your ways Mm -hmm. and understanding that Christ is the way. And the way you were going was straight to destruction. Right? Right?
1: right.
0: Saul was on his way to destroy some people.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. He was going to take down, and, and here's the interesting part about that. You're going, Saul was on his way to destroy some people and their belief. And on his way to doing that, God destroyed him and his way and his belief. Yeah. And see how God could take you down when you're going to do something you ain't got no business? Mm you on your way to destruction. And God stops you mm-hmm. in your tracks. Right.
1: We've seen it tonight. Right.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> we did. He'll stop you in your tracks. And you'll go another way. Right. While you're going this way of Christ, when God stops you, The question is, do you take the right path once you get up? When God knocks you down, just like he did Saul, when you get up, do you go the right way?
1: Right.
0: And that's the question. 10 says, now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. Mm-hmm. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight. And at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul, for behold, he is praying. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in. And lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. Now, God says to Ananias, I need you to go to this place. called straight and go and see this man from Tarsus. His name is Saul. When you find him, he's going to be praying. Because what he's doing is he's getting a vision from me about you coming to see him. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: See how God did that? (laughs) But but Ananias answered in 13 Lord I have heard from many from many about this man so how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem and here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name Ananias say, wait a minute. <laughs> I know Saul. I know who that is. <laughs> I don't want to with that dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, He's going around killing Christians. Why would I want him? What? <laughs> Why would I want to
1: go there? <laughs>
0: 15 says, but the Lord said to him, go for he is chosen. He's a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and the king and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. This last part a lot of people don't realize about about Saul, Paul. Mm -hmm. Jesus puts in this talk to Ananias why Paul was so gung-ho about being a Christian. He was so, you know, adamant after Damascus that he wrote all of these books, you know, mm-hmm. Corinthians and 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 um Thessalonica, you know. Mm-hmm. He wrote the book of Thessalonians, he wrote Romans, mm-hmm. he wrote all these books. And you know, you wonder why he's so gung-ho about all of this stuff. Okay. Well, you find out in 16 where it says, For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So we're looking at, remember, we're in, because our church is going through Revelation right now. Mm -hmm. And the people under the altar, they ask, how long do we have to wait before we are avenged? Right. Now, remember, Saul was going around killing Christians. So, you can see where God is taking care of Saul by telling him, by, by making him be gung-ho about the word of God. Mm-hmm. And showing him how much he must suffer mm-hmm. for the things that he's done. Right. See, a lot of times, God will, and what we don't understand about forgiveness You do something bad, and you ask God to forgive you. God will give you that forgiveness, because that's what he does. He's merciful. But you still have a consequence to go through in the thing that you did.
1: Right. Right.
0: There's always a consequence to the sin that has to go through. That's right. God forgives you for what you've done. Mm -hmm. that's you know that's again you've been forgiven but the consequence of the sin that you did sometimes it has to go through Mm -hmm. you just have god's mercy as you go through it you see Mm -hmm. so this is where you'll see Saul gets changed by God but in his change, he still has to suffer. But in the suffering, he won't die. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So there's so mercy.
1: Would, so he would be suffering. through. He would go through the suffering, mm-hmm. but still be forgiven. Mm-hmm. And praising mm-hmm. God and doing what he's supposed to do. But the consequence of him killing all those people for all that time.
0: He still has to he suffer. He still
1: has to suffer. Yeah.
0: Because he's going to go through what he's been putting people through. Right. Right. Gotcha. 17 says, so Ananias departs and entered the house. And laying his hand on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent, oops, has sent me so that you may regain your sight. And be filled with the Holy Spirit, and immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and he gained his sight. Then he rose and 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 was baptized. And taking food, he was strengthened, because he hadn't ate anything. Remember, mm-hmm. and they said he was baptized. He was baptized in what? The Holy Spirit. That's right. Saul needed the Holy Spirit to. To continue what God wanted him to do. Once God forgives forgives you, you still need to be baptized in Christ. Which is, you need the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Right? You can't do the work of God without the Holy Spirit. You just can't. It goes on, it says, For some days, he was with the disciples at, at Damascus. And immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon this name? And, and has he not come here for this purpose, to bring them bound before the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by provide, by proving that Jesus was the Christ. One thing about Saul, he was a real smart man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He knew the Bible back and forth. And now he has the Holy Spirit to go with it. So these people wondering, ain't he the one that the high priest sent to do, you know, to get these Christians and now he one of them? Right. <laughs> right. He preaching the same name that he was getting people for.
1: Right.
0: And see, this is the other thing that you see how he has to suffer. Now, you'll see how he got transformed from the way he was into the way he is now. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as he go to these different towns. They knew what kind of reputation he had, so he had to convince all of these people that he is teaching Christ. Because they know that he doesn't teach Christ. Mm-hmm. So every town that he going to, he has to prove himself.
1: That's gotta
0: be so hard. That's gotta be hard. That's so like going on? Because you already go into the town, where people are already scare you, and then you go in there trying to preach Christ, and they like you don't know if they believe in you or they just scared of you. Yeah, yeah, we believe in Jesus. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever you say. Man. Whatever you say. Yeah. <laughs> Think
1: about it. I mean, he was there to kill him. Yeah. You know. were just there to kill us yesterday. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and now you're preaching the same name you, that you was killing people for. Right. So, so yeah, it had to be something, God. you know.
1: But that's how we do in our lives today. Mm-hmm. You you can tell people till you blue in the face you're not that person anymore. Yeah. I'm no longer uh you know the late incident today no longer on drugs or yeah, no yeah, yeah. longer uh anything that's not of God you know right, what i mean right. and you can keep doing and keep doing it but it's just some people just will not see you in that light yeah but you have to stay strong in in Christ and just keep going forward yeah. eventually once you come
0: <laughs> cuz once you come to Christ you, come to you have to pre you, mm-hmm. you have to you have to always You'll find yourself proving yourself yeah, that you're in Christ you to do. people that ain't even in Christ. Right. You know, you'll <laughs> be trying to prove yourself to people. And, and it's so funny how people that's not in Christ always trying to tell you how to be in Christ.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they try to teach you how to be in Christ, and they're not even in Christ themselves. Right. You ain't no Christian. See, you, you a Christian supposed? You used to call yourself a Christian? You supposed to do this? You <laughs> call yourself a Christian? You supposed to do that? You ain't a Christian yourself. How do you know what Christians supposed to do?
1: That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but they can tell you. But how they can they do tell
0: it. you all about what a Christian is. They ain't Christians. they right. All day long, they
1: can tell you that.
0: That's what we call here mess. <laughs> 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 so. That's true. Uh, sure. So in twenty three it says, When many days had passed, mm-hmm. the Jews plotted to kill him. They want to kill him now. Yeah. Can you imagine being one of the Jews? They like, man, Saul coming, he about to straighten these people out, he about to wear them out. You know what I mean? Right. And then when he get there, he preaching the same stuff that they trying to get him down here for. Right. What happened? You the enforcer. What you preaching Jesus too? Right. Now we got to kill you too. <laughs> it says in 24, but their plot became known to Saul. Mm-hmm. They were watching the gates day and night in order to kill him. But his disciples took him by night and let him down through an opening in the wall, lowering him in a basket. 26 says, and when he had come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples, and they were all afraid of him, for they did not believe that he was a disciple. That's right. See, here you to go around proving everything. Now, Jesus' disciples, like Peter and Paul and all of them guys, I mean, mm-hmm. Peter and John and and uh, uh, Bartholomew and mm-hmm. all of these guys, Matthew, all these guys, mm-hmm. they they see Saul, and he like, yeah, I'm one of y'all. They're like, no, you're not.
1: <laughs> You're not one of us. You're not one of us. <laughs> they thought he was like the Trojan horse. Yeah. You know, just get in the midst of the camp and yeah, destroy
0: yeah. them. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: He's not the Trojan horse. <laughs> it's
0: crazy. I'm one of y'all. Are you really low? Mm. <laughs> mm. 27 says, but but, Barnab- but Barnabas took him and bought him to the apostles and declared to them how on the road he had seen the Lord who spoke to him and how at Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus. So he went in and out among them at Jerusalem preaching boldly in the name of the Lord and he spoke and disputed against the Hellenists. But they were seeking to kill him. And when the brothers learned this, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. So when he was down there and he was going against other people that wasn't, believing other stuff. So he was going against them and telling them different things. The disciples themselves, they were like, okay, well, you know, he was able to go in and out of the disciples and, and teach. And they was, you know, learning what he knew and all of this kind of stuff. Well, when they found out that people was trying to kill him now, they sent him off to another city and sent him off to Tarsus. That's where he was from anyway. So in 31, it says, so the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up and walking in fear in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. It multiplied. So it was peace in all of these different places in Galilee, in Samaria, in Judea. All of these people believing in Christ. Everybody's on one accord, right? And the Holy Spirit is moving so the people are multiplying. Yes. Everybody's in Christ in these cities. And then and the church is growing. That's right.
1: That's yeah.
0: And then also 32 says now as Peter went here and there among them all he came down also to the saints who lived at Lydda. there he found a man named Aeneas Uh, bedridden, bedridden bedridden for 80 years this man was bedridden for 80 years who was paralyzed Mm -hmm. and Peter said to him Aeneas Jesus Christ heals you rise and make your bed and immediately he rose and all the residents of Lydda and Sharon saw him and they turned to the Lord. Peter says go over his house this man he's been bedridden for 80 years Peter said, says, man, come says, in now. Yours says 80? So, yeah. Mine says 80. It says, oh yeah, eight years. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. He said it was eight years and he was paralyzed. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. Peter just go in and tell him, Christ heals you. Rise and make mm-hmm. your bed. He told him what to do. And he got up and did and it says, And immediately he rose, and all of the residents of Lina and Sharon saw him, and they turned to the Lord. More people. Just bringing everybody to Christ. Awesome. When you are in Christ, and everybody is with one accord with Christ, with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. there is nothing That you can't do. Anything can be done when you're all with one accord Mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit. 36 says, Now there was in Joppa a disciple named Tabitha, which translates meaning darkest. She was full of good works and acts of charity. In those days she began she became ill and died. And when they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples hear that Peter was there, sent two men to him, urging him, please come to us without delay. So Peter rose and went with them. And when he arrived, they took him to the upper room. All the widows stood beside him, weeping, and showing tunics and other garments that Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all outside and knelt down and prayed. And turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand and raised her up. Then calling the saints and widows, he presented her alive. And it became known throughout all Joppa. And many believed in the Lord. And he stayed in Joppa for many days with one Simon a tanner. This lady was passed away. She was already dead.
1: Yes.
0: And when he goes into this room, he sees her laying there. Mm -hmm. And all these women in there mourning. But you had two men that go and get Peter because they believe Mm -hmm. that he can do something. Right? Right. They go get the man of God. The man of God goes into the room. All he sees is people whining and, and, and crying. So he clears the room. when you are when you are praying to God you have to clear out the clutter Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because the unbelief has to leave the room Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. you see Mm -hmm.
0: the mourning the sickness the, the people that are the crying and... All of that has to go. Mm-hmm. You have to clear the room. When you are talking to God. Especially when it's a healing factor in, in, in place.
1: Right.
0: You have to clear out the doubters. A lot of times we... We don't... We try to pray... And we try to get miracles under all different types of circumstances. Mm -hmm. But the one circumstance that stands is that you have to clear your mind when you're talking to God. Mm -hmm. Remember, God tells us in the scripture to go into your secret place. Mm -hmm. Into your closet and close the door. Mm -hmm. Which means... It don't support, and this and this doesn't mean literally a closet. If you have a prayer closet, then that's fine. But I'm just saying you could be anywhere. But whenever you do, he says you need to close it out, close the closet, which means empty yourself, and it's just you and him when you're praying. And we was talking about prayer a little bit earlier before Bible study, and the importance. Of praying to God. And it's just you and him. Mm -hmm. You don't have to pray. With a lot of noise around you. You don't have to pray. With a lot of doubters around you. Mm -hmm. You pray. And that prayer is just for you. And him. Because the only person you pray to. Anyway. Is God. So in this case where Tabitha was, it was too much going on in the room. Mm-hmm. Too much doubt, too much sorrow, too much this, too much that. He clears the room. Now it's just him and God.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now you can ask God what you, know, what you need. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. the mood is set. Mm-hmm. And you're in the right frame of mind. To be used
1: Lord.
0: by God. Mm-hmm. Now, this church is growing and growing and growing and growing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It grew three towns over, according to Scripture. Mm-hmm. And Peter is just walking through, and they catch him, and then, you know. He's doing things according to the Holy Spirit. And this is what we have to do all the time. We always have to listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is never going to tell you anything bad. Mm -hmm. Always pay attention to the Holy Spirit. Always put God first. In your household, in your life, everything you do is by God. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Run your household on God fuel. Right. That's
1: right. Right? Mm
0: -hmm. So, we learned a lot today and especially going through about Paul and and, well, it's still Saul at this point and he is um, he just got his Damascus road experience. Mm -hmm. I hope as you listen to this and you are at your Damascus Road time in your life that once you get up you choose the right path
1: mm-hmm.
0: coming to Christ yeah. Amen, Amen. Mm-hmm. Make Jesus your Lord and Savior It's very important for your soul That's right Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for the scriptures today. We thank you for being able to see Saul move from where he was to who he became. And Father, we're just asking you to heal the hearts of the ones who are in the same position. Mm -hmm. The ones who are still looking for you. Father, we asking you to touch their hearts right now. And allow them to come forth and walk in the way that you would have them go. Father, we thank you for your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word. And now we can go and teach others what we have learned here today. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and say, Amen. Amen. Stay blessed and faithful.